Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fitter and Faster Coaches Corner. As always, I'm your host, Mike Murray. Thrilled to be joined today by the head coach at Wabish College in Indiana, Will Bernhardt. Will, welcome to the program. We are thrilled to have you. And I want to throw out right out of the gate, appreciate you allowing me to steal your assistant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 uh, I, I'm, I'm happy that uh, he's, he's gone back home and, and doing what he loves. And uh, so it means a lot that uh, he spent three years here and uh, we were able to build the team up. But, um, you know, as, as is any coaching position, you always know, uh, if you have a great assistant, you know, they're going to move on and, and, and do great things. So happy that he's uh, there to work with you. And um, yeah, I really appreciate it to be on the show today and, and uh, just kind of talk swimming and, and talk shop. Yeah, it's kind of fun to have you here virtually back in Western New York for an hour where you spent a lot of time. And yeah. today we are talking about the profession of coaching. And really, Will, I want to use this hour or 45 minutes to share your story so that coaches who are just getting into the business, like both you and I did so many years ago, and getting excited about how do we get our foot in the door? Talk to me about your early days as a coach, maybe some of the decisions that led to you uh, going down this career path and some of the things that you've learned along the way that young coaches can use as they start to develop their own career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll just kind of jump right in and tell you, I mean, I, I knew I wanted to be a coach from the time I was about 13 years old. Um, I can remember it was a morning workout. It was 5 a.m. And uh, we were we were doing a set of 10 500s uh, at Jackson Middle School way back uh, when Jackson still had a pool. It's, it's filled in now. But, um, you know, I swim along, I swim along and, and, you know, my coach is up there and, and um, uh, it's Candace Luz, it's, it's Ray's wife, was, was uh, my coach growing up. And uh, she was up there, you know, just yelling and, and, and getting us going and fired up. And, um, you know, I just I just remember during that set of just thinking, wow, like that looks like it's a really fun thing to do. And this looks like something that I really, really want to get into one day. And so pretty much from that point on, from when I was about 13, 14 years old, pretty much until I started coaching and continues to, to, to be so today, um, everything I've done, everything I've studied in school, everything, you know, my college major was exercise physiology. Uh, everything was was a step towards that next uh, that next you know coaching position or that initial coach's position. Um, you know, I, I, when I went to IU, uh, I was fortunate enough. Chris Kirshner was my head coach at the time. Uh, you know, and, and Greg Raminski was my assistant coach. Um, I was fortunate enough that that they were willing to let me step on deck my fifth year of college to be a volunteer assistant. Um, a student, a student volunteer assistant, because I was still in school. Um, I transferred into IU, and, and so I had uh, I had about a half a semester uh, left with credits from from the transfer that just I had to kind of take, and um, so that's pretty much how I got my initial start. I you know I was an exercise phys major at IU, and and uh, I said you know look I I want to I want to go I want to coach I want to do this thing as a profession I want to do this thing as a life you know I'm passionate about it. Uh, I can't wait to get on deck and start doing things. And, and, you know, pretty much from there, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of just grown and, and each position is, is kind of given me more, um, not only more responsibilities, but also just more knowledge, you know, like I mean, student assistant, I didn't know what was what, you know, and, and uh, 
you know, some of the guys on the team were my roommates. You know, I was actually just telling the story to some of my athletes yesterday. Um, they were asking me kind of about my coach's progression. And, and I said, yeah, you know, I said, you know, we, we had, um, you know, we had a, a very, um, I set all my roommates down, you know, they're all on the team. The whole house is on the team. And I said, look, when I'm on deck and, and I'm coaching you, you know, it's, it's a, it's a coach athlete relationship and I need you to take it seriously. And, you know, this is what I want to do. So I need you to listen, you know, when we're, when we're out, you know, to eat or, or, or whatnot at the house, like then I'm your roommate and it's much different. And, and they were really understanding of that. And so we were really grateful of uh, just that time at, at IU. Um, it was, it was fun. It was incredibly, you know, uh, fulfilling and it just gave me that, it, it, it gave me that, that sense of like, this is the right thing. This is what you're meant to do. Um, and, and, and then I just kind of kept going from there. Uh, what, what an amazing thing to, at a relatively young age, jump into a, a pretty serious college program and to know so many of your peers were on the team. And at that young age, having to draw that line. And so many of our colleagues, when we're young, transition maybe from having just graduated to maybe being the graduate assistant coach. You talk a little bit about that. That was a very hard thing for me to do my first year. Talk about the responsibility that it's required when taking that step from all of a sudden being the juniors, sophomores, and freshmen, being their teammate, being their best friend, maybe being their roommate or housemate. And now all of a sudden you have to draw that line in the sand that's very distinct. Now this is the coach-athlete relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was a big job, you know. And, and like I said, we, we sat down as a house. You know, I kind of called a house meeting um, and, and, you know, specifically with my roommates, cause we had, we had six guys in the house and, um, you know, so, I mean, it was a, it was a, a pretty good chunk of the team, you know, as far as, you know, one living unit, you know, and, and we just, we just sat down and talked about it. And I just asked them, I said, you know, I want you to help me grow. I want you to help me, you know, get to this point where, you know, one day I will be running my own program and, and I hope that you can take that seriously. And, and, you know, I had a lot of guidance from, from coach Kirshner and, 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 you know, coach Romanski of, you know, listen, this is, this is, you know, what you're going to need to do. And, and, and I just told, I just told my, the, the team in general, because I wasn't just working, obviously, like I wasn't just coaching my, my roommates, you know, I was coaching, helping coach the whole team. Uh, I was a backstroker, uh, you know, primarily backstroker in college. So a lot of times I did just have the backstroke group and, and, you know, just kind of, Hey, you know, go, go put together another water set. That's going to kill her legs, you know? All right. I can do that. Cause that's what I've been doing my whole life. But, you know, um, we kind of sat down as a team as well, because, you know, almost the entirety of, uh, of the team, except for the freshmen that year, um, were teammates with me the previous year. And so, uh, I told them the same thing, you know, look, I, I just hope that you can respect me enough as a person to help me grow and, and know that anything that I, tell you or or if I come down on you at, at practice or you know if I'm kind of like getting on your on your butt you know like that it's coming from a place of I'm just trying to help you you know it's not you know anything other than you know I want to make our program and I want to make you the best person that you can be and I want to make our program the best program it can be and so it was it, it was a lot of responsibility and, and it did take you know it took some time you know it wasn't like that first workout everyone was like oh yeah cool we're awesome you know 
no worries. No worries, Will. You know, I mean, it took some time and it took a couple conversations with, with some other people that uh, on the team. That I'm like, look, you know, I just need you to, to, to help me out here. And, and it never really evolved into anything other than me speaking to them. You know, I think I think uh, coach, you know, kind of told the whole team at, at one point, but that was about it. It didn't really need to go any further because, you know, I think the guys did understand that this was something that was important to me and uh, my coaching evolution and my coaching kind of trajectory. And, and they were really, they were really uh, supportive of it. So it definitely was a benefit to me. What I really like about that, Will, is your strategy was to use your former teammates as partners in you transitioning to being a coach. And that's a great strategy. As we mentioned, it can be a challenging thing. You're the same age as a lot of these guys and gals. And all of a sudden to to transition from teammate, friend, uh, roommate, that can be a challenge. But I, I like how, and I think what younger coaches can gain from what you said is, engage them as partners, you know, use them as your teammates, but in, in a different way. I think that's right. really exciting. Now yeah. you mentioned, you know, here you are at a, at a place that's steeped in such great swimming tradition and growing up, you know, around that and swimming for a coach like Candace Luz. What are some of the things that you picked up that Candace was doing uh, when she was your age group coach that, that really fired you up about the sport? You shared the one story, but what, what are some things that you learned that you've now taken into your college coaching career? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, from a, from an age group perspective, I mean, Candace was, was, was a relationship driven coach. So she wanted, she wanted to, you know, uh, get to know us and, and be a part of our lives. Right. And, um, and understand who we were as human beings. Um, you know, and so that was, that was, I think something that I took great, greatly from her because that's how I am today. Like I'm relationship driven. I, I, I want to, you know, my athletes, I, I want to stay on top of their mental health. I want to stay on top of their family. I want to know things about them. You know, it's not just coming to the pool and go, you know, and, and all right, see you later, you know, see you tomorrow kind of deal. You know, we, we, we sit down and we have conversations about life and we have conversations about what they're going through, um, you know, because there's so many different things, not only from my perspective here on a, on a college campus, but when I was an age group coach, you know, like, I mean, you know, you have an 11 year old kid that's coming to practice and you can tell they're upset and Hey, what's going on? You know, well, you know, last night my parents told me we we're going to get a divorce or something, you know, like those types of things. You don't know what's going on outside the pool until you ask. And, and, and I think that that's, you know, one of the things that I took a lot from Candace. I mean, she, she knew me, she knew my, my parents, she knew what kind of, you know, um, you know, what, what kind of things I needed as far as a development as a, as a person. Um, and, and I can tell you a, a funny story about the, the one that kind of, you know, rings true to me as well, just developing me into a better person. Um, you know, we, we were at uh, Riley High School, my high school. Um, we use my club team in South Bend um, was Michigan Marlins growing up. It's now Irish Aquatics. Um, but um, at the time, Michigan Marlins used about seven different pools in the city of South Bend. And so we were at my high school pool that we were using for, I don't even know, uh, just a, uh, an evening practice. And she didn't allow chewing gum um, at practice. You know, you couldn't chew gum. We were doing dry land and I'm, I'm doing crunches, you know, I'm doing crunches and I'm, I'm chomping up my gum and William, you have gum. What? No, no, I don't have any gum in my mouth. No, no, I'm good you know, start going away and, you know, think, wasn't thinking about it. And William, 
I see you have gum. Do you have gum? No, 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 no. You know, and then, and then one of my teammates was like, yeah, he does, you know, and, and, and she pulled me over and, you know, she said, look, I know, you know, better, like you just lied to me. Like you straight up lied in my face and I'm not going to accept that. So you can go home and tell your father what, and your mother, what you did. And, you know, if you can come back tomorrow and you know, the difference between right and wrong and how you shouldn't lie to your coaches and things like that, like then you can, you know, you can, uh, you can come back and join the group again. Um, but until then, um, I'm going to need you to go home. You're going to write, like, I think it was like a hundred sentences. You know, I will not chew gum and lie to my coach at practice. Um, and literally had to write sentences. And I sat down at the table and I told my dad, told my mom, and you know, all right, we'll get going, you know, and I wrote sentences. I turned them in and then, and, um, you know, years later now, we, we still have a good laugh about that because she remembers that story. And obviously it was something that, you know, stuck with me for years because I was, you know, I was 15, 16 years old and, you know, I mean, she literally caught me red handed, you know, and, and taught me that that's just not something that's acceptable in, in, in any sort of fashion. And, and um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely thankful for that because it's something that I hold my athletes to this day, you know, too, is, you know, being respectful and, and, and making sure you're making good decisions and right decisions. And, uh, you know, so I, I, those are a lot of just small things like that, you know, and, and just her energy and, um, you know, I had a lot of great coaches growing up, you know, and, 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 and she coached me for about, uh, I think, seven, eight years when I was about 11 until I was 18. And, and um, you know, so it was it was a very much a, a, a very good uh, relationship that helped me develop as a as a young boy into a, into what would be a man and thankful for, you know, her strong character and her strong um, ability to keep us you know, honest and keep us, you know, moving forward in, in what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be acting. You know, that, that story, aside from being a great tidbit about things that you learned, also reinforces to me that Ray and Candace might be the most perfect swimming couple ever. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so funny, you know, and, you know, they, uh, you know, they're, they're just, they're, they really are kind of that, that perfect team, you know, and, and uh, so I'm just grateful that they've always been mentors to me and, and always been, you know, there for me in my life. Um, I actually lived with their family, you know, when I, I moved out to California for a summer and lived with their family and shared a room with their son and, um, you know, and, and uh, so it's those types of things that, you know, I think from a swimming standpoint, you know, you're, you wouldn't get that. Yeah. I just don't feel like you get that on, on a baseball team or something, you know, like, and I'm not knocking any other sport, just saying there's just that special bond that I think swim, swim, you know, swimming and just the culture and how we, um, and how we promote the growth of our, of, of our athletes, I think is, is just so special. No doubt about it, Will. And talk to us about now transitioning from that sort of that fifth year, first time coach, into your next position what did that look like yep. when did you feel like you now had the tools to say okay i'm ready to take that next step yeah um and and so it was kind of funny um like i told you you know i i always knew i wanted to coach and so that year that year that i was coaching on on uh at iu um during my fifth year you know it started like all right well what am i gonna do next you know and it was um it was december and um I was like, well, you know, I, I'm not, I'm just not ready to go to grad school. Like I just, I needed some time away. You know, I, I'd gone 
I'd gone to Kansas for two years and transferred into IU and was there for three. And so I'd been in school for five years and I was like, I'm just not ready for grad school right now. So I know I want to go out and start coaching, but what do I do? And I sat down and talked with my parents and called Candace and, and called a few other people and, and, um, you know, well, why don't you, why don't you look into, you know, getting club coaching and then kind of take that route. And so uh, it was like middle of December. So at the time they were still running um, kind of like the December national championships, um, kind of the winter, you know, nationals. And so I got online and I looked at the top 10 clubs that finished at winter nationals and I started cold calling head coaches. Um, and I called, you know, I called Dynamo, I called Swim Atlanta. Uh, I really didn't care where I went. I just wanted to work for one of the best teams in the country called Nations Cap, um, called Irvine Nova, um, literally the top 10 of, of clubs that year. I just started cold calling, you know, any coach that I could find numbers for. Um, the only well, I want to I want to stop you there because that takes so much courage. Yeah. And the one thing that we're trying to do at ASCA and one thing that we are very uh, involved with with Fitter and Faster is trying to teach and encourage these young coaches to step outside their comfort zone. So when you found that top 10 list of teams at nationals and you decided to cold call those head coaches, tell these young coaches what was going through your head when you made the decision to do that. Yeah. So, so the only thing that was going through my head was like, I want to work and learn from the best, you know, and, and I don't care. I don't care where it's at. You know, I, I, I could go to Florida. I could go to wherever I, I didn't, I didn't care. Like, I was like, I just want to be the best coach that I can. And I know that the only way I can do that is working with the best people that I can find. And at that time I had, I really, I mean, my, my kind of, you know, uh, my circle of friends and, and trust is it was very small because it was literally limited to Indiana. You know, I'd born and raised in Indiana, went to IU. And, and so I didn't have a lot of, you know, people that I could call and say, Hey, can I have this job? Or, Hey, you know, what I saw you're looking for somebody or, or this or that. And so, I mean, it was nerve wracking. I mean, to be honest, because I mean, literally like, I mean, <laughs> I was calling some of the best coaches in the world and, and trying to literally, you know, persuade them to take a chance on me. Um, you know, this, this, you know, 22 year old, you know, college athlete that, you know, was literally just, just coming out of college and, and knew very little. Um, so every single time I pick up that phone, every single time I, I, you know, got a voicemail, you know, it's like, what do I say? You know, I, what, what, how do I get across the voicemail? Hey, call me back, you know? And so literally every call it was, I mean, I, I can't tell you how much energy I, I portrayed through the phone of just, you know, if it was a voicemail, it was like, you know, my name is Will Bernhardt. You know, I'm, I'm a fifth year senior at IU. I am looking to get into professional coaching. I want to make this my living. Literally. I mean, I just sat there, you know, in my room and, and I just kind of took like, like a two to five minute pre-call, like, let's go. Kind of, I used my same kind of mantra of like, what I'm doing uh, when I, when I was an athlete getting ready to race, I kind of got myself in a zone because I knew I had 20 seconds on a voicemail or, or maybe a minute if I actually got through to someone to kind of, all right, I'm intrigued. I'll listen to you. Um, and, and unfortunately uh, out of those probably 10 to 15 calls I made, only one called me back. Um, and, uh, and that was Dave Salo out at Irvine Nova. And um 
and and this was obviously pre USC days, but um, so Dave was the head coach at Irvine Nova. He had you know come off of extremely successful '96 games, 2000 games, you know, and and uh, I just I was you know floored when he picked up the phone and uh, who who is this? And I said you know Wilbur Hart, you know Indiana. And he's like, all right, well tell me a little bit about yourself, Will. You know, and in Dave's kind of way, and and I mean we had. I don't know, maybe a, you know, 20 minute conversation. And um, he said, well, you're in luck. You know, we're looking to hire some coaches. Um, I'm going to put you in touch with, with one of my other coaches that's uh, at one of our other satellites. And, you know, I want you to, to kind of go through and have an interview with them and, and see if it's going to work. But I mean, you've, you've convinced me, you've got energy, you've got the, you know, you know, you want to do it, you know, are you willing to come out to California? And I said, I'm willing to go anywhere. Like you, you tell me you got a satellite in Alaska, I'm going up there, you know, like, I don't care. I just want to coach for you. You know, I want to learn from you and I want to learn from your program. And, and, and that's literally how it happened. Um, he's, you know, he, yeah, I think we had another call, uh, like a, like a conference call with the, uh, one of the other coaches and, and himself and, and myself. And then in that call, he offered me the position and, and said, look, you know, can you, it was when you, I'll never forget. It. He goes, when do you graduate? And I said, May 4th. He goes, can you be out here May 6th? Uh, I, I kind of pop. Yep, I can. I'll be there. And uh, like, again, I mean, this is one of the best coaches in the world that's taking a chance on me. I'm not going to say, nah, 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 nah. I'm taking a week. I got to go down to Florida with some buddies, hang out. Like, I'm like, no, like, all right, let's go. I graduate two days later. Literally, my dad and I jumped in a youth hall and drove cross country, you know, made one stop and, and, um, and uh, we got we got actually a flat tire in Tucum, Cali, New Mexico. And <laughs> other than that, uh, other than that, we were pretty much driving straight through. And and that's how it started, um, you know. And I spent uh, spent some time out of Irvine Nova. And you know, again, like it was just a chance. You know, I was like, I just I just want to do this. You know, I could have stayed closer and probably done something in Indiana or or elsewhere. But you know, for me. You know, I just I, I made that decision to take the leap, you know, and, and, and literally, you know, take the leap across the country and, and just knew that to be the best or to try to learn from the best, you, you just got to be there. You got to be involved. Um, and that's that's how it happened. Pretty amazing that Coach Salo is as open minded as he is. Right. And here you are unknown and just. You know, in my experience with working with some things with Dave, with Aska, just such an open mind, right? And that teaches you so much about being a coach. Um, so what are some of the things that you took away from your time there? Um, it's whenever Juniors is there, that's my favorite outdoor pool maybe in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Love it. Talk, talk to us about what it's like working at Irvine Nova Aquatics. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was a whirlwind, I'll be honest. I mean, I, you know, I kind of got thrown in and Luckily, I had some roommates from from college uh, at Kansas that were moving out there at the same time, and and so I was able to to kind of secure some living situation with some guys that I knew. And um, but I mean, from from my time on deck and the time at Nova, I mean, you know, I, I literally, I mean, I was you know 22, 23 years old, and and um, they're like, all right, well, you know, we need you to run this lesson program out at this country club's pool that we're running, and you know, you're 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 going to be there every day and and doing this and doing that and I was like, oh, okay. And then at this time, you got to be at this practice at this pool. And, and literally it was like thrown in full force of just here, here it is, go with it, run with it. And so, 
you know, I learned really quickly um, time management in, in Southern California is, is very important uh, because, you know, you leave, um, you leave your house, you know, literally five minutes uh, past the time when you probably should, and you're going to be stuck in traffic. Um, a, a trip that usually took me about 20 minutes, you know, first like couple weeks I was there, I left literally five minutes late and it took me almost an hour and five minutes. And so um, definitely learned that time management was key. Um, you know, just, just delegation of responsibilities. You know, we, we had, you know, staff meetings where, um, you know, I was asked what I thought of things, you know, <laughs> I'm like, who are you talking to? Me? You're, you're asking me what I think, you know? Um, and it was, uh, it was definitely a, a great learning environment um, because there, there, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't anyone's singular way or the highway, you know, it was, all right, how can we, how can we improve? How can we find ways to get better? What can we do to help these kids improve? You know, and, and I think that's why they, they had and continued to have, you know, such great success is just that, I mean, it really is, it is a collective of minds, of coaching minds. It's not, you know, a singular mind that is, you know, look, this is what we have to do. There's obviously there's, there's ways that they do things out there, but um, you know, it was just really fun to be involved with that and, and know that that's kind of how I got my start is, you know, is, is let's, let's find the collective good and let's figure out how we can get better. Um, and that's definitely something I take with me today. I mean, you know, we, we, you know, even, even here at Wabash is, you know, we, we talk daily about how we can get better. We talk about practices, you know, we, we talk about dry lands and weights and everything. I mean, it's not me saying, all right, we got to do this, this, and this. It's, all right, what do you think? You know, um, how are we going to get better? And, and so that's definitely something I picked up very, very quickly at, at Irvine. And like I said, also just about responsibility as a young coach, you know, and, and, um, you know, I got yelled at a couple of times. I was late, you know, and, uh, you know, to, to a country club pool that literally, you know, there was, you know, it was just a lesson program and, you know, it's five minutes late and, you know, the director of the lesson program is giving me a call. Where are you at? You know, I was like, oh, I'm pulling in right now. She's like, well, you know, if you're not early, you're late, you know, you need to be there and you need to be there ready to go. Okay. Okay. You know? And so very early on, um, you know, just, just learn that that's, that's the most, I think one of the most important things for us is to be there when people are coming in the door so that they can see you and greet you and understand, you know, Hey, like we're in this together, you know, it's not uh, showing up literally right as practice starts, things like that, but it was great. I loved it. It was a great time out there. Um, you know, but just being a Midwest guy, I needed to get back home to my roots, you know, California was fun and all, but uh, needed to kind of get back here and, and, and be closer to family. So, so here you are, Will, you're young, 20 something coaching. You've coached in the big 10 conference and at one of the best swim clubs on the planet. Now, where do you go from there? Yeah. So uh, kind of, kind of same deal as, as kind of when I was coming out of college. Um, it's really weird how my next step just kind of, you know, kind of happened. Um was out at Irvine coaching uh, at the uh, Sumida Champions in Mission uh, Mission Viejo, and uh, the house actually, the apartment I lived at was was less than a five minute walk to the Mission Viejo pool. But yet I worked at Irvine Nova, like thirty minutes away. But anyways, um, so I'm 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 at the meet there, and um, and uh, Sergio Lopez uh, was there with the Northwest that with the Northwestern guys and Jimmy Tierney, and 
um, and Bob Groseth, you know, they had taken, you know, their Northwestern kids out to the swimming champions. And, and um, I literally just, Sergio came up to me. He's like, Oh, I remember you from big tens, you know, your will. Right. And I was like, yeah, backstroker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And he's like, Oh yeah. Tony beat you last year. Right. And I was like, yeah, thanks. You know, cause I was a senior and Tony Swanson was a freshman at Northwestern, you know, and, you know, it was fun. It was Sergio's way of, you know, how he is, but uh, you know, it, and so we just started talking and um, literally that was it. I was just like, Oh, great. You know, it's fun. You know, get the reconnect with the big 10, you know, conference school and coach, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, about a week, two weeks later, you know, Sergio calls me kind of out of the blue and it's like, Hey, you know, we're looking for a head age group coach to run our program. Are you interested? And I was like, what, you know, you know, what are you talking about? And uh, he's like, well, you're a Midwest guy, you know, I thought we'd take a chance. You know, I love, I loved your energy. I loved how you presented yourself on deck at Mr. Viejo and, you know, Rob and, and Jimmy kind of said the same thing of, you know, they, they just think that you would be a right fit for us. And so we just want to talk to you and see if you'd be interested. And then we can kind of go through an interview, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I said, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that, you know? And, and so we kind of went through an interview process and, and it just kind of happened that it was just the right fit for me at the time, you know, like, I mean, I'd only been coaching out in Irvine for, I don't even know, like less than six months, but, um, you know, it, it just, it, it was an opportunity that presented itself to not only get back closer to home, but, you know, they want to be a head, they wanted me to be a head coach of a club program and, and then also be their volunteer assistant with the men and women in Northwestern. And I was like, well, this is kind of a perfect opportunity. This is exactly what I'm looking for. I was taking more of the, I want to get the experience from a coaching standpoint to then transition to a college position one day. And I didn't know when that was going to be. And I, I you know, knew it was going to be a process, but I, I knew it needed time to develop. And so I said, you know, I would love, I would love to make this work. <clears throat> Interview process went well. They offered me the job and, and moved back to Chicago to uh, the north side of Chicago there. And, and, um, you know, kind of took over the club program and, and, uh, and, and was their volunteer assistant for three years during kind of what was, would be kind of their heyday, you know, like. Well, you understand that, that your mentors to this point before you've reached 25 are pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and literally like at the time, like, I mean, being a young coach didn't really, I knew, but I didn't really know, you know, um, and, and, and so, I mean, it's, it's been, you know, I've, I've been incredibly grateful and lucky that, you know, I've learned from some of the, the best, most quality people out there, you know, not just coaches, but quality people. And, um, you know, it was looking back, you know, once I kind of left or maybe went to that next position, you kind of look back and be like, wow, I, I really had a really good deal here, you know, like, Bob Grosseth and Sergio on the men's program and, 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 and Jimmy and, and Jocelyn, Jocelyn Jay, who's actually up in Canada um, now coaching, um, you know, and her husband actually was one of my age group coaches as well. Um, just, just the plethora of knowledge and just the, 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 the sheer years of, of, of swimming, you know, uh, kind of knowledge and just, just being around the sport was just awesome. You know, I mean, we, we had so many, not only great discussions, but we had just so many learning opportunities, um, you know, where, where, um, you know, Hey, go, go, go work with these kids, go do this, go do that. You know, literally, I mean, and, and Jimmy and Bob were kind of the same way that Dave was is just 
we want to we want you to learn and there's no way you're going to learn by just literally standing on the side so here go do this with them go write this set for them go do a tower workout with with you know the with the um the short axis guys you know or go do a you know a, a freestyle you know set with these kids you know and and so it was um it was just a such a fun experience like every day you know you just went in and, and it was like wow like I'm just so lucky to to be doing what I love to do and and share the passion that I have for for not only coaching but swimming with with all of them and um and just learning and just watching and, and understanding and it was uh it was really fun that, that is quite an experience and to have those guys and you know in my mind Jimmy Turney one of the best guys in the sport yeah just yeah. a teacher you know yeah Yep. Just a, a teacher of, of coaches. And so he, here you are, you're back, you, you're, you're working with the Northwestern staff, you're coaching some club. Then what happens, Will, in the next step of the progression? Yeah, so then, then um, my next step of the progression, I, I kind of stayed with the, with the club gig. Um, and, you know, we, we, I felt I had a lot of knowledge. I spent three years in Chicago with Northwestern and, and the club team there. And um, it was a little bit of a different, run type of club like it was a it was a coach owned club so jimmy and bob owned the club and then we had a parent uh like a board of directors that supported um kind of what we were doing so i mean i don't know if i had an official title or not but uh, you know i was kind of running the show it's like ceo or whatever you want to call it i mean you know had to learn how to you know manage money and budgets and, and all that stuff and i'm like manage money i like <laughs> 25 years old what do you mean <laughs> you know like uh living in chicago single guy you know like uh, i don't know but but you know i learned really quickly from them and then that then opened up you know uh a possibility of going back home to my club team to what the team that i grew up on and, and like i said at, at the time i grew up on missionary marlins but then it, it it merged with other teams in south bend and formed irish aquatics and so um you know, we, we, uh, they were looking for a, a new coach. They were looking for, uh, kind of, um, you know, um, you know, a, a singular vision, uh, you know, so they were going through, um, you know, a couple of years of, of kind of had, having just combined. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where you, know, you had three major clubs in the city of South Bend that all kind of merged into one. And so, they were looking to go into kind of a singular vision and, and they knew that I grew up in the program. I was coaching in the Midwest. And, um, and so we kind of then uh, divulged into, Hey, you know, we're, we're looking to kind of hire a head coach and would you be interested? Um, I said, well, how can I not be interested to get back to the club that I grew up, in, you know, and, and be back home. And so, um, you know, went through the interview process and that's one thing I, I, I can say to any coach and, and to, to any, um, young coach or just any coach in general. I mean, I learned from a really early age uh, from from all those mentors that I had, you know, not only Dave, Sergio, Bob, Jimmy, but, you know, you don't, uh, during an interview process for a coaching job, you know, take it as a, uh, take it as a professional experience. Like you, you need to take it as a, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, interviewing for a coaching job. Well, I'm going to show up in polo and shorts and kind of just do my thing, right? Like, I mean, I, I mean, I showed up, you know, suit, tie, full, you know, hair, fresh haircut, everything to the T, you know, because first impressions matter. And I didn't, especially with this job, you know, with, with the job at Irish, I didn't want 
anything that I had done to, to, you know, as an athlete in the program to kind of, you know, be like, oh, well, he was a great swimmer in our program. So he's going to be a good coach. I was like, no, like my first impression for walking through the door is what, what I want you to know. Like, I want this job, you know, and, and, and I'm serious about this job. And, and so, I mean, it was, I didn't take anything for granted in that interview experience, just because I grew up in the program or in the area it was literally like, all right, like, this is a job I want because I, I want to get back to this club. And, um, you know, was able to spend five years in South Bend, you know, I was three years, three years, I was uh, just coaching the club side, the, the Notre Dame men and women both kind of had their volunteers that they, they had for several years. Um, and then Brian Barnes uh, got hired on as a women's coach uh, my last two years in South Bend. And um, he immediately, you know, asked me to be their volunteer assistant in, in, on the women's side of things. Uh, well, I do want to, I want to ask you about that because uh, Brian Barnes, one of the coaches that I have the, the most ut, utmost respect for. Yeah. Uh, you know, his life story is amazing. The challenges that he faced in his coaching career. Amazing. Yeah. And, and obviously now a uh, little biased here, but at NC state and going to do great <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, another huge name on the list of people that you've been so fortunate to work with. Talk a yeah. little bit about Brian Barnes. Yeah. It, and, and not only with Brian, but I was, I was their volunteer assistant, but I mean, my five years over my time at Notre Dame, I mean, Tim Walsh was, was my direct, literally my direct report. Like, him, the, the, the men's coach, the women's coach, and then our uh, board president were kind of the, the three that kind of ran Irish Aquatics. And so, I mean, I, I spent five years, you know, and not only, not only five years, but literally my whole life growing up around Tim Welsh, you know, and, and uh, spent so much time with him and, and, and learned from him. But, you know, as Brian was kind of the, the direct coach that I was working with, you know, on the women's team, I mean, you know, Brian's like a big brother to me, you know, his, his younger brother, Steve, is one of my closest friends. We grew up on the Marlins together. We're same age, graduated same year in high school, went to different high schools, but um, you know, I've known Steve since I was seven. I've known Brian since I was seven years old. You know, we had, um, we had, you know, sleepovers, you know, and, and, and Steve and Brian's house and um, our families were super close. You know, we'd go out to dinners and, and, and things together and hang out. Um, and so Brian's always been there for me as, as not only a swimmer, but also as a, as a coaching mentor as well. Um, and, and just like, I guess just one of the great things I learned from Brian is, is, you know, just kind of, you know, spontaneity of just, you know, just kind of being, being in the moment with your athletes and knowing what they need in that moment. Um, I mean, there's several times over my years, you know, at, at, our, at Notre Dame with, with Brian and, and Kate Kavanaugh, who's, who's, uh, who's also our assistant coach at the time, like, literally, Brian's like, this practice is trash, they don't need this, like, we, we need to take our foot off the gas and, and, and just stretch this out, you know, like, or, or just at times of like, was that good? That was pretty good. I, I think, I think we're done, you know, like, just being, just being in the moment and knowing that you, you, it's okay to change plans, you know, and, and we didn't do it every day. It wasn't like a, a weekly occurrence, but you know, sometimes your athletes, they, they just, you know, deep down inside, if you're giving them a workout and it's like, this workout's going nowhere, you know, like 
this is not, this is not productive, you know, either mentally or physically or emotionally, whatever it is. And be like, all right, gang, huddle up, huddle up, hop out, huddle up, you know, and huddle up and be like, all right, go home. We'll see you later. You know, and everyone's like, what? Oh my gosh. You know? Um, And so I think just, just learning that that was okay. You know, you know, and, and, and again, like we didn't do it all the time. We always had a plan going into every workout, you know, we, sit down as a, as a staff and write workouts or, you know, here you take mid D I'm going to take distance and here you take sprint kind of deal. But, but I mean, just knowing that we were able to realize that in the moment and, and make a change in plans that helped our athletes, whether that was physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it was, um, you know, that, that, that was something that I think I took, you know, to heart from Brian and, and just really understanding that, um, I mean, I, I can't tell you a person that is more fun to work with on deck than, than Brian Barnes. Uh, I mean, just not only some of the conversations, but, but just, just having the ability to share a deck with somebody that just makes you laugh every day and makes you just explore, you know, what, what types of things you want to, you know, work on next, you know, and just having, you know, that, that mind of being able to, to, to say like, all right, like, what if we try this? What do you think's going to happen? You know? And I was like, uh, I don't know, you know? And he's like, well, tell me, come on. Like, what do you, what do you think they're going to get out of this? How do you think they're going to react to this? And trying to like think of head, you know, two, three, four steps, you know, something that Brian is, is, is incredibly, uh, incredibly good at. And, and I think that's what makes him such a great coach. It's just that, He's so connected with his athletes and, and he understands how, uh, how they work and, and can make that, that, that split second judgment of like, all right, well, let's, let's kind of do this or let's trash this. And let's do that. So uh, it was incredibly fun. It was so much fun. So you're, you're at a dream job at this point. You're in your hometown. Yeah. You're coaching the program that you grew up in. You're around some amazing coaches and mentors that are helping you at every turn. What, was the allure about another opportunity, perhaps somewhere else? Yeah. So at that point, you know, I had spent five years at Irish Aquatics, you know, two with, with the Notre Dame women's team. Um, you know, I, I felt, you know, I, I, during those five years, I'd managed a country club pool, you know, taught lessons, taught summer league, you know, coach summer league and, um, you know, again, had had my time with my family that was I'm incredibly close with. And um, it, it, and so I, I kind of knew, you know, towards the end of that that five years, you know, like that, that fifth year, I was like, you know, this is this is kind of time to make that jump. You know, like I've learned I feel like I've learned enough from not only all these mentors, but just the different programs, you know, with Northwestern being kind of a coach run program. Like I had learned what that model looks like, you know, with, um, with Irish being a parent run program with a coach owned entity. Um, it was very unique. Like I had learned what that looks like, right. On the backside, on the business side, on all the, the, the nitty gritty of, you know, uh, the team and, and everything else. And, and, you know, I'd spent years coaching club and then I, you know, coached college now for, you know, five years. And even though I was a volunteer assistant, you know, it was, it was one of those things where I was integrally, like, I felt like I was an integral part of their program to understand what and how to do and run a college program. 
Um, and so I just kind of made that determination of like, you know, I, I love it here. It's home, but it's safe. It's home and it's safe. I could do this for however long, um, you know, and actually my, my current wife, you know, my wife right now, we had met um, back actually uh, in high school and, and we started dating uh, during my time at Irish Aquatics. And I was like, you know, her family, her brother's one of my high school teammates. Um, you know, like it's safe. Both our families are here. It's great. You know, but at the time I was like, I just, I, I want, I want another challenge, you know, like I, I really don't want to give up on my collegiate coaching dreams of being a college head coach, you know, cause that was always kind of in the back of my brain. Like I'm, I'm building up, right. Like start was, I want to work with the best and learn from the best. And kind of the, the finish was like, you know, I want to run my own collegiate program because I, that's like the one thing that I never really thought it was going to be the long road, right? Like it was just going to take the, the long road to get there. And, and so, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is that we, um, you know, we made a decision together of like, yeah, okay, let's start applying for some of these collegiate jobs and, and see, and see what happens, you know, and, and she and I, you know, had, had an understanding of, you know, like if, someone in the state of New York calls, you know, like we're, we're probably going to need to explore this option. And, and she was okay with, with moving and, and, and going away. And, and so, um, yeah, so we, we, we kind of started applying to, you know, different collegiate positions and, um, you know, had, uh, had, had, had some success throughout that summer of, you know, getting a few interviews here and there, but the only one that was really promising um was was when coach andy basher called from university at, at buffalo um and that was kind of my next step um yeah he he called and you know started the interview process and kind of went from there um, it was it was fun it was again it was another new interview experience um you know the one thing i always tell all my any assistant or anyone that's ever worked with me is you know, you got to always take any, you got to take any interview, whether you, whether you want the job or not, or whether you think you want it or not, because you're, you're, you're interviewing for that next position that you really want, you know, and, and you get better every single time you interview. And I, I, I hadn't really been, I mean, I've only been through at that point, probably four real, you know, like actual, like sit down interviews. Um, and I can tell you, I was nervous as hell to, to, to sit down on a college campus with, you know, a, a program that had just come off winning a MAC title and, um, you know, and, and having tremendous success uh, on a mid-major level and, and really, um, you know, continued to, to build. And uh, it was, it was a, a nerve-wracking experience simply because I didn't know what a college interview looked like. Um, and there were, they're, they're, they're different in every place you go. Um, the one that I had at, at Buffalo, uh, University of Buffalo was, you know, mostly coach driven, you know, it was Andy and his staff, you know, um, you know, meeting and, and taking, you know, uh, taking me to different places on campus and things like that. But um, each one's incredibly different. You know, you, you're never going to get one the same, even for any assistant position. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was, it was a great experience, uh, you know, and again, kind of like my first initial coaches, professional coaches experience with, with Dave Salaud at Irvine, you know, Andy took a chance on me. I, I really had no paid uh, collegiate coaching experience. 
I had simply been a volunteer and had run, uh, uh, you know, what I consider fairly uh, mildly successful club programs, you know, throughout my, throughout my time, uh, you know, coaching so far. And, and, um, you know, Andy took a chance and, and, and said, you know, again, like, you're just, you're prepared, you know, you're ready. You've had all these experiences. You've had time to develop a, a game plan. You've had time to develop your own philosophy. You know, you've not only been in charge of clubs, but you've had to then use your knowledge to then mesh with a college coach's philosophy, you know, because obviously, you know, you know, like a club philosophy is not going to probably, you know, mesh up very well with a collegiate philosophy simply because there's different in a club level, you're, you're, you know, you're, you have many different kids and many different groups with many different reasons why they're swimming in college. They're kind of swimming, especially D1. I mean, they're, they're swimming for, you know, kind of getting education to, to be good, be fast, um, you know, and so, you know, things are, are, you have to be well at working with people, but you also have to have your own kind of style and, and philosophy to, um, to then run, you know, a success, successful group or successful program. No doubt about it. And, you know, you're working for an incredibly thoughtful and uh, meticulous mind in an Andy Basher. What are yeah. some of the things that you learned from him? And this is good for us to know in this house, because we may or may not have somebody living here who's looking at you, V. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, you know, with Andy, you know, it, it was, it was always, you know, again, it was, it was, you know, the way we kind of ran things when I was there, you know, we, at the time we were combined, uh, we, we had a men's and women's program at the time um, for all five years that I was at Buffalo. And, um, you know, so it was a little bit different, I think, than maybe what it would be now, just because they have the women's program. Um, but, you know, we we were each kind of given our our group you know like each one of our the top assistants was given their own group and andy had his own group um and and so from going from a club position where i was used to writing workouts and you know in in a, a wide range of workouts from national level kids to junior nationals to state qualifiers and whatnot but being able to then for him to have that trust in, in us to say, okay, like, you know, my five years at, at, at Buffalo, I was, I was almost exclusively the middle distance coach. Um, so I ran the middle distance group um, and, and have that trust in us to say, this is, this is your group. You know, what are you doing? What's your plan? And say, okay, well, that's, that sounds pretty good. Or have you thought about this again, kind of just more guidance I guess, um, you know, and just making sure that we're kind of hitting certain things or certain areas, but, but I mean, you know, Andy, Andy is definitely a planner. And, and so learn that from him. Um, you know, I, I can tell you that I, I wasn't a great planner, um, before I got to Buffalo. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's kind of that, um, maturation, I think as a coach, when you kind of get to a point where, um, not necessarily you're forced to be, you know, super organized and, and plan things out. But uh, I mean, I just always naturally just kind of know the flow of things. And so I didn't really have to plan out a lot. It just kind of was what I knew and how I knew it. Um, but then, you know, when you're working with a program that, that had five 
coach his five staff members, you know, we had a GA and then, and then another assistant as well and a diving coach, um, you know, then you need to plan some things out. Everyone needs to be on the same page. You know, you need to learn and, and understand how to operate budgets. And, you know, so all those things, all the planning types of things, you know, I learned from Andy and, and just, you know, the, the passion that he has, not only for the sport, but just, just for, for UB, you know, I mean, is, is, you know, infectious, you know, I mean, you know, when I got the call, I was like, you know, to be honest, Andy, like, you know, I don't know a ton about UB just because they were so far away from, from my home, you know, and, and, you know, New York, everyone thinks New York is so far away, right? Like it's Western New York really isn't. Um, but, um, but you know, it, it's just, uh, you know, he took me in literally, I think the first two weeks I, I was there, you know, we didn't have a house. And so, you know, he was like, well, just, just come live in my house. You know, we got an extra room. You come stay in our house and, you know, until, until your wife gets out here. Um, it's a funny story. Um, I'll make it quick, but, um, I interviewed for the job. My wife and I had gotten married that summer. Um, and we got married July 2nd and we were doing the typical, uh, coaches delayed honeymoon because obviously July 2nd doesn't really fit into a summer swim schedule. Um, you know, and so we had nationals and juniors and things like that. So we actually went on an August honeymoon. Um, and, um, Andy knew during the interview process, you know, he knew we had just got married and we were going to delay our honeymoon and whatnot. And, uh, so my interview was literally the week before we were leaving for our honeymoon and on the interview, it asked, you know, like, when are you leaving this and that? And, and, um, I said, Oh, yeah, here and here. And he's like, Oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, we'll, we'll be, um, we'll be in, in touch, you know, and that's kind of how we left the interview. I was like, okay, cool. So literally we, we drive from South Bend to Chicago. We're flying out of O'Hare. We're going to Turks and Caicos for our honeymoon and, and, um, and no call. He knew when I was leaving, leaving tomorrow at like 6 a.m. Like, I'm kind of bummed. I really wanted this job, you know, and stayed in a hotel that night. No call, no call. Um, literally that next day we were flying out. I don't know what day it was, but that next day he, he called. It was like 9 a.m. We're sitting in, in, in Atlanta's airport because we had to, we flew from Chicago to Atlanta, Atlanta to Turks and Caicos and sitting in Atlanta's airport. And he's like, hey, well, you know, how's it going? Um, he's like, leaving for your honeymoon tomorrow right and i was like no like we're 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 halfway there we're in atlanta he's like oh geez oh my gosh i'm so sorry i thought it was tomorrow and he's like well hopefully i can make it a little bit better for you i want to offer you the position and you know and 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 uh you know kind of go from there and and so yeah so literally on our flight to our honeymoon we had to start planning to sell a house and move to buffalo new york and all those good things that come from moving but um but yeah no andy andy was a tremendous head coach to work for and and work with because he just he he was so passionate and and so um and, and just wanted so bad to 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 make this mid-major program you know the best it possibly could be and and you know, compete with, you know, power five conferences and, you know, have have swimmers that are going to the Olympic trials. And I mean, it's just, it was the, his passion was just, was so um, contagious and just so great to be around because it was like, man, like, I, I can't wait, you know, I can't wait to do what you're saying, you know, like, let's go, you know, and, um, and, and so it was just so much fun. And it was a great experience.
that was a pretty amazing staff you had when you were there. I think Aaron Bell was there at that time and you had GA positions and you guys did very, very well. I had an athlete uh, from Mara Swim Club swim there while Andy was there, Eric Culver. Yeah. Uh, who ended up being Phil Aronica's roommate and Phil's doing a great job as a head coach, uh, a head site coach at star. And yep. just amazing how small the swimming world is, you know? Yeah. I still, I, I still talk to those guys. I talked to Culver a couple weeks ago when he got engaged, you know? And, yeah. Um, you know, it's great. And, and Culver, uh, his family, he's really into baseball, huge Yankees fan. And, um, you know, we went out to, to Irvine for, uh, um, for nationals or us open. So I one year when he was there, you know, went to a San Diego game when they were playing the Yankees, got to see Mariano Rivera come in for a save during his retirement year uh, or the year before he retired. So yeah, like it's, it is so crazy how, how everything kind of balloons up, you know, and, and you just have so many athletes now, like you said, like Phil was one of the athletes in my mid D group for, for almost my entire time at, at Buffalo. And um, it's just so much fun to see, all these athletes that then get into coaching, you know, be, you know, when you're, when you're coaching them and you just, you, you know, I mean, you have one now, like you just, you know, when you, when you have those athletes that you coach and they are a significant part of your life, as far as your coaching career, you know, you just have so much uh, when they kind of decide to get into that coaching, it's like, I just want to do anything for that person and help them because they, they just are a different, you know, they just have that different relationship with you because it's like, you know, I, I want to help you, you know, and, and I can't wait to help you. And, and so those relationships, I think, is what really drives me in, in the coaching world of, you know, finding, you know, and helping uh, assistants or helping coaches, head coaches, assistant coaches, whatever it is. Um, that's why I think with ASCA and doing all the different programs and having fellowships and having, you know, mentorships and things like that, I think is just key because, you know, you're, you're going to have, um, you know, you hear people talk about their coaching tree all the time. Right. And, and it's great, but, but I think, you know, it's just, it really does mean tremendous amounts. And to me, I think to a lot of other coaches to have those opportunities to see their athletes, then kind of come back to the sport and, and start that coaching career. No doubt about it. So now you're becoming a seasoned coach, right? Yeah. You you're at Buffalo, and then take us to the next stage. Yeah. So so from Buffalo, like five years with Andy. You know, I mean, when I when I you know that was one of my interview questions. You know, with Andy is what are your aspirations? What do you want to do in the coaching world? And you know, I I, I basically told him from the get go, like I want to be a head coach at a collegiate program. Like I, I want to run my own program. I want to coach college. I'm passionate about it. I, I you know. My own experiences as a college athlete has led me to believe that I can make a difference in, in some of these guys' lives, you know, because as an athlete, I, I had some great coaches as well, but I also, you know, had had some coaches. I was like, well, I know that's probably not how I'm going to do some things, right? Like you just, you kind of have, you, you start to, to develop a lot of those philosophies and things that are important to you. But, um, you know, so I knew like going into UB, like, I wanted to then be a head coach. And so over my five years at, at Buffalo, you know, Andy helped me develop to a point where I felt comfortable stepping out and, and then taking that next leap into a head collegiate coaching position. And that was, you know, each year, maybe adding some different responsibilities or, you know, if like, you know, I started, you know, first couple of years, I was planning the, the training trip, you know, to, to Florida 
and so you know that then evolved into okay now you're you're planning the the train trip to florida but i also want you to um to do x y and z you know i want you to be the um you know head head recruiter from you know this area or from that area or these people right and so things started to evolve things started to build um you know i was named associate head coach um my last two years there and um you know that then divulged into having maybe a, a meeting every month with our sports supervisor right where she kind of talks to me about you know running through the loops of this is what it's going to be like to be a head coach like these are some of the things you're going to have to deal with you know and um Andy was really good at pulling us in on, on, you know, issues that came up or, or swimmers, you know, something happened with the swimmer where we needed to, um, you know, maybe, maybe have a conversation about grades or having a conversation about discipline or whatnot. Like he was really good at bringing us in on those because he knew one day we were going to need to have those conversations with our own athletes. And so, um, so from there, yeah, you know, uh, started looking and started interviewing with, um, with different colleges and, had a lot of head coaching, you know, kind of interviews over the course of, you know, my last year, year and a half there, and, um, you know, got hired on as as the head of the head coach at, at Wittenberg University, which is a D three school out Springfield, Ohio. Um, you know, was was uh, my first, you know, head head coaching collegiate gig, and and uh, learned a tremendous amount. I had a great athletic director that I worked for there. His name's Gary Williams. Um, you know, and, and just learned that you know there's there's so much that you think you know um but you don't really know until you're there um doing it and 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 that's kind of you know my experience at wit was um you know i i i had a great assistant coach james dunsorf he was he's down in louisville now coaching down in louisville running a, a y down there but um you know it, it you know, had uh, a GA, you know, my second year there, uh, Laura Harding, she's actually just got a job at Florida Tech down in Florida. She was just at St. Bonaventure up there in Western New York. Um, you know, but running your own program, especially a small D3 school, um, there's, there's just a lot that you just don't know that you need to know. And, and so uh, it was, it was a great learning experience, you know, Going from, I think the biggest difference for me in what I learned in my time at Wittenberg was, was just that the relationships do change with your athletes. You know, at, at Buffalo, you know, being the assistant coach or even the associate head coach, the, the athletes identify you as maybe the person that they can kind of go to with, with, you know, hey, can I talk to you about this? Or, you know, they feel a little bit more comfortable coming into your office, sitting down, maybe talking about whatever it is or, or just joking and having a good time right like um you know i got a couple pranks pulled on me as an assistant coach at buffalo you know and and um you know they feel comfortable doing that and that that's i think a healthy relationship i think they need that i think that's what's important um you know my time at wittenberg you know i, I kind of wanted that i was like god i kinda want that but it was like oh but you're the head coach you know and so that that transition from being that assistant coach to now being the head coach in charge of the program it changes the interactions and how the, the athletes, you know, not only like speak to you, but, but how they kind of come in or don't come in. Right. And, and so I learned really quickly that you need, you need to have those assistant coaches in place that they feel comfortable having those conversations in and, and understanding that that really makes a huge difference from their, their perspective and learning how to listen to the athletes, I think is the, the biggest thing I learned, you know, from that is that, you know, they needed that 
they needed that that um, that outlet, right? And and they needed that opportunity to have that person. And so, um, you know, that's something that I talk about with assistants all the time. Just being able to be that person for the athletes because it is important to have that relationship with them. And so that was that was a pretty hard lesson to learn because I am a pretty relationship driven coach, and that was um, that was tough for me to swallow because I didn't feel like I had uh, I didn't have the opportunity to um, have as close a relationships that I wanted, um, and, and trying to navigate how then to develop those relationships. Um, it was, was something that it took me, it, it took me a, a good year to figure that out. Well, I mean, just so much experience that you've had in the past and different relationships with different athletes on different collegiate teams. And it's, it's all led you to where you are now, which is a very fast up and coming division three men's program. And what you've done in the short time at Wabash has been pretty remarkable. So talk to, us, talk to us about finding that spot where you just feel like this is it. This is where I feel like I will make a huge difference, not only in the program, but in the lives of the student athletes at the school. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, when I was at Whitberg, you know, we're in the same, we're in the same conference as, as Wabash and NCAC, one of the fastest D3 swimming conferences in the country, um, you know, Kenyon and Denison are in there and perennial top three every single year, um, you know, and, and, and so, you know, knowing, knowing that when I was at Wittenberg and then, and then when they, you know, kind of were looking for, um, you know, a, to hire a new head coach here, I, I knew pretty quickly that, um, you know, this was, this was the place that I really wanted to, to go after pretty, pretty hard. Um, you know, I knew that this was a place that, that I could make a pretty big, significant impact. I had a friend that, you know, that I went to, uh, that swam with me in club growing up. He went to school here, had tremendous success. Um, swimming for coach Gail Pebworth, who's our, uh, who's the only female Hall of Fame coach in an all-male colleges Hall of Fame, which I think is pretty significant, pretty awesome. Um, we still have coffee and lunch, uh, at least hopefully once a month. Is COVID kind of threw that all for a loop. But, um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, knowing the, the, the history of not only the, the, the program here, that it has had a lot of pretty good D3 success, um, knowing the academic success of this institution and, and kind of what that means for our student athletes was, was huge for me. It was kind of the perfect fit um, for me. Um, I knew academically they were going to be uh, incredibly challenged and had a very high academic reputation and, and having the ability to press forward and, and push themselves in the classroom. But then also I knew where we were as a team, um, you know, that we, we could be better and, and then we can get back to a place where we were, you know, several years ago, which is, you know, being in that top 20 in the country, then, then being in the top 15 in the country, being top 10, you know, that's our, that's our goal. You know, we want to make that move and each year, each class we've recruited here, um, we've progressively gotten closer, closer and closer to that. Um, you know, and, and I just think that finding you know, sitting down as a, as a coach throughout your, your levels or wherever you're at and sitting down and kind of identifying things that are important to you and, and kind of what I'll call non-negotiables, right? Like something that you want in a program that is what you're going to need to be successful. And for me, um, it was a small campus with high academic reputation, with a, a high level of 
athletic kind of um, uh, success, but also a high level of athletic um, kind of focus where our guys, uh, all our sports here, you know, I think do a marvelous job of competing. And that's what I want. I, I just want our guys to compete. Uh, I want them to get better. I want them to understand that, uh, you know, getting uh, great grades is, is something that is incredibly important to us because uh, you're not going to go through four years of school here and, and get poor grades and then be on the swim team. You know, it's, it, you got to do both. And I uh, just feel like for me throughout my years of, of kind of my progression, um, identifying those areas where I really wanted to make an impact with uh, is what, what helped me land this job. And, and then also just having the ability to, um, to, to, to be here and work with them is, is incredibly grateful and, and uh, you know, been blessed since, since my time here. I mean, it's just been, it's been great. You know, we, we, we have guys that really want to succeed and, and want to graduate with 4.0s that want to be a national qualifier that want to be doctors and lawyers. And um, it, it really does make things a little bit easier from from a coach's standpoint um, because they're they're dedicated and they have the desire to be here and be here to work you know and our guys work hard you know and, and they know that you know when we when we talk to recruits you know we tell them like look you know this isn't a program where you're going to come in and, and kind of just flow through and hopefully you get better like hope doesn't really have a place in, in an effective coaching like you need to be prepared and you know, that's something that each and every day we talk to these guys about is, you know, being prepared for that next step. And for a lot of our guys that, you know, from a swimming standpoint, that kind of takes care of itself because if they're taking care of their academic lives and their, their social lives and their physical health and their mental health, the swimming side of things is going to be the easiest thing they're going to do, you know? And, and so, um, you know, we, we push and, and, and we make sure that they understand that, um, they need to be that well-rounded person here. And, and that's a place that really helps me stay focused and stay passionate because, um, you know, I, I come in every day just, just happy to, to, to coach these kids and, and these guys because they, they come in, hey, coach, what are we doing today? How are we going to get better? You know, it's not like, oh, hey, coach, you know, like, I mean, we have those days, obviously, there's, there's, there's those days, but, but, you know, for the most part, I mean, it's, they, they just come in ready and willing to, to get better, because they know that we're trying to catch two of the fastest team in the teams in the country, and, and if we can do that, um, then I, you know, everything, everything's gonna be, I think, uh, you know, it's gonna be a lot easier from, from a standpoint of, you know, just keeping them, keeping them moving forward, you know, AMF, always move forward. You know, that's kind of what I tell them, always move forward. I love um, it, Will. I love it. And yeah. I'll tell you, the, I have a good relationship with Greg Perini and he knows you're coming. And uh, it's been good. fun to watch those guys and your relay team start to challenge Kenyon and Dennison. And I know you'll continue to do that. And I can tell you that there are days where I'll say to Dan, what do you, what do you think Will would think about this? And uh, Dan will say to me sometimes, hey, you know, uh, Will, Will might have done this. And so you're, you are indirectly contributing directly to Victor's Swim Club. And I know that Dan is super appreciative of the time there. He speaks very highly of you in the program. Yep. Um, and, and I hope you feel very proud about that because, um, you know, we are gaining so much from his knowledge and experience of working with you. And your story is remarkable. You know, a lot of coaches could go through their entire coaching career and, 
and not be able to have a lot of the experiences that you've had. And you've had those experiences, Will, because you created it yourself. And you know, I think if coaches walk away from this, this episode, uh, you know, they're going to walk away with a really good understanding of the amount of work that it takes and the amount of courage it takes to be able to reach out to maybe some of those coaching heroes in our life and take a chance, right? And yeah. uh, I want to hit you here with three quick fire questions. Yeah. Uh, and the first one is, is Dan Burke a bottomless pit that you can't fill with any type of food when you travel? Yes. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. I don't know, like he's always eating. Uh -huh. And he's the fastest eater. I mean, uh, so I'm halfway so through fast. a meal and he's like consumed too. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Second one, Michigan Northwestern this weekend. Trap game for Michigan. Does Northwestern come out top? I'll tell you, you know, that's a well-coached team over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think, I think Michigan's going to come out on top. I do. I, I, I don't know. I just got a feeling. <laughs> what are you most excited about for the sport in our country and globally moving forward here? Um, I, I think just uh, what I'm most excited about is, is just the fact that I, I feel like over the past few years, there's just been more of a global kind of sharing of knowledge and global just uh, push forward, right? Like I've just, you know, seen, um, you know, I just feel like from a country and, and, and just other countries, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, Australia is kind of, you know, they had a great Olympics and they're catching us. I'm like, how is that a bad thing? Like, that's only going to make every other person better. Right. And, and all the, 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 the other, you know, countries there, I mean, you've just seen some amazing swimming out of, out of everywhere, you know, and, and uh, I just think that it's so much fun because, you know, I, I've always maintained that, you know, for, for our sport to continue to grow and get better, like it just, it's got to be more global. And, and I think we're getting uh, to a point there where it is, you know, and, and, we're able to to have a professional swimming league, which like, I mean, really, like how 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 cool is that, right? You know, and um, you know, and, and and I know it's still in its infancy, and there's still probably, you know, some things that are growing pains, but like it's happening, and um, I think that the the reach that we're having as coaches, I think, is just continually growing and growing and getting bigger and better, and and I think that that is just something that is so fun because like you said, um, I mean, there's, there's just, you gotta have courage and you have to have the ability just to, to, to go out and, and make opportunities for yourself. And, and I think that's the biggest thing that I would love to make sure to, to, to any coach that has any sort of questions for me is, you know, you, you, you can't expect your your you know a, a world class swimmer just to to kind of fall in your lap right I mean you you have to work at it you have to continue to push forward in your in your knowledge and in your expertise and 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 expanding who you're talking with is is probably the biggest you know I think thing that anyone can do and and I don't know very many coaches out there as far as the swimming world goes that aren't going to to help you in your pursuit. Um, if you ask them, you know, it might, it, and again, got to have persistence. It might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but you know, if you're, if you're out there, you know, hustling and trying to figure out this, this information, um, you know, go to clinics, go to, go to regional clinics, go to national clinics, go, I mean, read books, you know, I mean, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we've tried to do here. Like we're, we're doing a lot of team building here and culture building, you know, each summer I have our guys read a book and then we discuss it and it's a theme for the whole year. 
you know, and, and, and just have, have everything, everything that you want as a young coach, everything that you want to do, um, no one's going to give it to you. And so you got to go out there and you just have to work at it and, and continually craft your, your, your style, craft your philosophy, craft your, your being your person to, to, to be the coach you want to be and, and continue just to push forward. Um, like I said, AMF always move forward, you know, and, and um, always be thinking, always be thinking about what your non-negotiables are and, and, and they're going to change. You know, if you asked me that 15 years ago, I'd tell you one thing and I guarantee you they weren't the same as they are today. Um, you know, life changes, you know, things change, but I, I really appreciate um, just sharing my story and, and hopefully inspiring, you know, one person and in, in, would watch this to be like, all right, like I can do this, you know, because that's what I think is, is so great about our sport is that there are so many inspiring figures out there that you can learn and, and grow from, um, you know, and, and, and there's so much content that you, you, you can experiment with, with, I mean, with anything. I mean, we, we stole a set from you guys, you know, you posted it on the coaches exchange you know, our distance guys did it last Thursday and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is horrible. <laughs> I was like, no, this is a great set. Here's why it's a great set. And, and, um, you know, and, 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 and I think, you know, if you're not stealing, you're not, you're not a good coach, you know, because there's just so much stuff out there that I think is great that um, don't get stuck in your ways. You know, I think is, is another thing is, is just find ways to get better and grow because each and every year, um, you know, your team's going to change, you know, your athletes going to change and you need to change with them to, to help them grow and get better. Well, we are so thankful and appreciative of your time today. This is a master class. I learned so much and uh, I'm, I'm obviously going to be taking away AMF for sure. Yep. And uh, I know that uh, Dan just walked in here. He's sitting next to me and we're going to go keep learning. And we so look forward to sharing this episode with all our viewers at Fitter and Faster Swim Camps. And uh, right now I get to hang out with Michaela Sargent and Dan Burke for an hour before we go to practice. Sounds pretty fantastic. <laughs> hey, man, come out and visit anytime. We'd love to see you. All the best to Wabish. And uh, if you see Savannah Sargent on deck at Assume Meet, please say hello for us. Will do. All right, man. Thanks, Will. All right. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye.